0: space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spy master Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, your auto uh, how not to get ripped off by a car dealer team is right back in the studio here in North Palm Beach, Florida. And we're live. I, you know, I feel like I've been gone for a long time, but Nancy and I just took a little uh, five-day vacation down to uh, Key West and uh, really had a nice time. It's good to get away every now and then, but we're, we don't miss a radio show unless we absolutely have to, like uh, with COVID. Uh, we did miss a, a couple that way, but we're back. We're healthy. The whole crew here in the studio is healthy, and uh, we're here to help you navigate that uh, minefield out there, which is buying or leasing or maintaining, repairing your car. Uh, we have uh, Rick Kearney is still with us here. In the, he was out a little bit for COVID. We're all, we've all been uh, down for COVID except for Stu, knock on wood. Uh, he's remained healthy the whole time. But Rick is back. And if you're new to the show, Rick Kearney is a certified diagnostic master technician. I mean, this guy knows about everything there is to know about repairing cars, maintaining cars. Got a lot of good advice for you. Um, he can diagnose problems, uh, I say over the phone. Well, uh, if you have an audio clip or a video clip, you can send it to our uh, YouTube. He's monitors monitors our YouTube channel, and that's just uh, youtube.com forward slash Earl on cars. So if you've got a problem, you're scared to death to take it into the dealer or to the independent me- mechanic that you use, because it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, uh, just go to uh, youtube.com forward slash Erlon Cars and ask Rick the question. You can post an audio clip or video clip, and uh, if you want to, you don't have to, just describe the problem, and then call the show. And uh, I always say every morning during my live introduction, this is what makes our show the show it is, you. But you have to call or text We have some other vehicles, as I said, YouTube and Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Our regular old-fashioned telephone number is simply 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Call us. Nancy Stewart sitting to my left here in the studio. She's got a laptop, and as soon as you call, she sees it on the screen. And we prioritize our phone calls. Why? Because we don't want to keep you holding for a long time. Uh, Also because uh, we've only got five lines, I think, coming into the studio. Uh, And uh, you might get a busy signal. I hate it when that happens. So if we're doing, if I'm yakking or Rick's yakking, we're going to stop, go to the telephone, and we're going to take your call. 877-960-9960. And for those of you who are a little shy about live radio... I used to be, but it doesn't bother me anymore. It's something like kind of riding a horse, you get used to it, then it's easy every week. So, uh, But if you're a little bit timid about live radio, you don't want to call on the telephone, text us at 772-497-6530, that's 772-497-6530, and we will archive those, to Stewart sitting right across from me. Uh, He keeps a list of all the texts, and we might not get to it immediately. We might be doing a a phone call or something else, but during the show, we're on for two hours. Remember, this is from 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 10 a.m., and we will usually get to all our texts. There's also a really cool uh, venue for getting uh, heard on our show, an anonymous way to say anything you want, or just privacy protected. I mean, uh, people are becoming more and more concerned about their privacy. I mean, this world we're living in today, there's very little privacy out there. So we provide you with a privacy way to talk to us. And we don't know who you are, where you are. Uh, You can say anything you like. And that link, that web link, is youranonymousfeedback.com. Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. That's anonymous. anonymous youranonymousfeedback.com, and uh, we'll get to those too, and uh, it's a very popular way. We get a lot of those, and we'd love to have you use that, and you know, you can use it any way and tell us who you are. A lot of people do that. They use youranonymousfeedback.com, but then they tell us who they are, but we don't care. I mean, however you want to do it. So here we are, lots of ways to talk to us, and uh, we're going to uh, uh, cover some uh, items that we think are important, but remember... It isn't what we think are important it's so much what you think is important so 877-960-9960 if you can call us with that number uh we will answer the phone immediately i'm going to turn the mic over to nancy stewart uh my co-host she was a co-founder of the show about, <clears throat> about 20 years ago and uh, we started out in a little half an hour show and now it's developed into a full two hours And uh, we hardly have enough time in two hours. I don't know if I have the stamina to go more than two hours, but maybe one day we will. But um, that's a lot of time. And uh, with a lot of calls and a lot of texts and a lot of anonymous feedbacks, it goes by in like five minutes. So hang on to your hats. Here we go. Here's Nancy Stewart. I'm going to turn the mic over to her.
1: Good morning, everyone. We're glad to be back, as Earl said. Uh, this morning we really want to motivate and uh, we, we want to give the ladies an incentive, uh, well I should say motivate, inspire, and educate. And uh, you, the audience that's important to us, you're a very important part of the show, uh, you help us along the way in these two hours. Uh, But uh, ladies, uh, just a little inspiration, I offer $50 for the first two new lady callers. The first two new lady callers, give me a call, Uh, give us a call, say hello, ask questions, give us some advice, 877-960-9960. Uh, for everyone else, you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. We have a great show ahead. Uh, don't go away. Stay with us. As always, we have a great mystery shopping report from Al Hendrickson, Toyota. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: Yeah, for those of you, and uh, you know, we we're, we're worldwide. I I think we have uh, uh, some calls from out of the country. But uh, we're in South Florida, and South Florida is uh, very interesting in that it is a, uh, I call it the Sodom and Gomorrah of car dealers. You know, car dealers, uh, if you're new to the show, um, are probably the most difficult group of retailers to deal with that uh, you've ever seen. And uh, they have a reputation of uh, being so with the Gallup poll Uh, Since 1977, they've been at the bottom of the Gallup poll on honesty and ethics and profession. Sometimes they're next to last. But uh, the average buyer, certainly in the United States, uh, is afraid. And, 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 uh, And sometimes afraid isn't the word. It's just a distasteful thing to have to go in, buy a used car, a new car, or even get your car repaired. So of all the places in the United States, South Florida's worst. Our mystery shopping report, which uh, i 'll let my son Stu Stewart tell you more about in just a second, uh, we shop uh, a lot of a lot of dealerships in South Florida, but we also shop dealerships out of state and we see a contrast we've We've had some excellent shopping reports in Tennessee and Pennsylvania compared to what we see in South Florida. But for some reason, South Florida is just the just a very, very unpleasant place for anybody to buy a newer used car uh, but it has some of the largest dealers and that's where I got off on this tangent we shopped Al Hendrickson Toyota who is the second largest this year in terms of their sales rate the second largest volume Toyota dealership in the world I mean they sell about a thousand cars a month. Is that right, Stu? But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean,
2: in, in these days it's come down to probably closer like to 700. Yeah, or, seven.
0: Yeah. yeah. But they're a huge dealer, and they're second only to a uh, dealership in uh, Los Angeles area called Longo Toyota. So, uh, the and and then the third or fourth largest dealers are in South Florida for Toyota, and the same thing is true for Honda, Ford. Uh, General Motors, so on and so forth, so uh, I don't want to harp on Toyota I, In full disclosure, uh, we are a Toyota dealership, we have a Toyota dealership in North Palm Beach, and I say that in full transparency, because hey, maybe I'm just trying to con you into buying Toyota's for me I want you to be sure this is not the case, if you listen to the show you know it's not the case, uh, this is not an infomercial, but it is a good thing that that we have that car dealership experience, I mean Rick Kearney has worked for me for 25 plus years, and so uh, that's one of the reasons he really knows how to repair cars. Uh, he also sees some of the devious tactics that other car dealers use, and so and the same thing with Stu, as general manager of our dealership, uh, Nancy and I were all in the business, and so insiders can recognize deception more so than outsiders. You you read all the headlines about the Federal Trade Commission and there's always lawsuits against car dealers. But you know who really knows how bad you're being taken advantage of? It's the car dealers. And we are a car dealer. So we know what's going on. And the other car dealers know that we know what's going on. So, So we have a lot of fun. And the Mystery Shopping Report, which Stu is going to talk about a little bit now, is one of the reasons why were infamous among car dealers. They know what we're doing with the mystery shopping awards, too. Uh.
2: Well, I, in the report, I alluded to or the conversation how we how we settled on Al Hendricks and Toyota. So um, we, we were having a little conversation. I think we might have a call. Is yes, there, we do. We do. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. I will. I will cede. I will cede my time to uh, to Miss Nancy.
1: Thank you, Sue. Uh, <clears throat> I want to say that uh, the cardinal rule here for anyone who wants to walk into a dealership, do your homework. It is definitely, well, uh, I, I don't even think land mines uh, even define the atmosphere that you will find yourself in. So please do your homework. Uh, I'm gonna take the first call this morning and that's a young lady by the name of Kathy from St. John's, Florida. Welcome Kathy. Hi Nancy, oh, nice to talk to you.
3: Um, my question today is: What do you think of third-party car brokers, uh, like Give Me the VIN or Car CarBuyer USA, when you have an extra car to sell?
0: Okay,
1: I'm co- uh, going. A car for sale at what? Could, could
3: you, you repeat re- that, re- please,
0: Could you repeat the question?
3: Sure, course? sure. I'm sorry. I said, What do you think of the third car, third-party car brokers? Like, give me the VIN or Car Buyer USA when you have an extra car to sell.
1: Oh, brokers.
0: Okay, if the question is about brokers in general, uh, car brokers, for those that haven't dealt with one, just like any broker, they operate as a middleman between the buyer and the seller. And, of course, when you have a middleman, you have a markup that you don't have if you deal direct. But you also have, theoretically, and hopefully, um, the, the broker has the experience and the ability to guide you to save you more than what the broker fee is. So when dealing with any broker, you just have to weigh the the pros and the cons. The the con is the fact that there's an extra fee which he charges you. So number one, you need to know exactly what the broker fee is and you should also know what the exact selling price of the car is out the door. Uh, If he's going to be the broker, then he should negotiate a price low enough to pay his fee and still save you money.
3: Oh, sure. Absolutely. I, I was thinking about going that route, but I'd rather do my homework, as Nancy always says. and then go in and figure out what I'd like
0: to buy and make my comparison. Here's where being a car dealer gives us a lot of insight because we deal through brokers also. And uh, we know that some brokers out there charge outlandish fees. Uh, uh, We we can think of dealers... Over $1,000. Thousands of dollars, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, a fair fee, I would say, would be around $500. And uh, the broker has... uh, relationships set up with certain dealers and different makes of cars that he has an understanding that they will treat him fairly he will treat them fairly and they will he will bring uh, them customers right. so uh, in, when in
2: normal times the, uh, the the dealer eats really feels the brunt of the broker fee and these days the customer mm-hmm. is feeling because because the, the dealer will even with the broker is still going to demand a, a much higher price
0: today today Kathy, about the best you could find if a broker could find you a car at MSRP. Uh, that would be uh, right. a feat, and if you had to pay an extra $500 for that, it might be worth it. So, it's something you you might want to consider uh, if you would feel comfortable with a, and trust the person you're dealing with.
1: And uh, Kathy, uh, right. from yeah. your uh, response, uh, I've been listening to you. It sounds like you've been listening to the show, and uh, you're an educated consumer. I do have to add that uh, you, you know sometimes we look at brokers, and uh, as as maybe. Well, uh, for lack of another word, an easier uh, way to purchase a vehicle, uh, but often right. enough, um, uh, they 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 uh, well, things are lost in translation. Let's put it that way. So you really have to uh, be aware, and I'm sure that you can do that uh, very well, uh, because the bottom line here is saving you money, and uh, mm-hmm. you just have mm-hmm. to keep an eye on all that. I hope we answered your question.
3: No, that was wonderful. Yeah, I watch it every Saturday. My husband, he's got the full knowledge of, of cars. He was kind of educating me.
1: <laughs> uh, very good. Kathy, uh, have I spoken to you before?
3: I don't think so, no. This very good. This is my first time calling.
1: Uh, Kathy, um, if you'll stay on the line and you'll talk to Jeremy, who is in our control studio, um, he can get sure. your information. And uh, that your contact information, and I can get that fifty dollars that you just won out to you. Oh,
3: thank you so much, Nancy. That's wonderful news. Oh, That's thank a great you. Great birthday present for myself. Yeah,
1: and uh, uh, Jeremy would be glad to take care of you. And uh, I'm going to mention before I forget, Happy birthday, Jeremy! Today's Jeremy's birthday. Happy he birthday.
3: is Oh, it's my birthday yesterday. Happy oh, really? Birthday. Happy
1: birthday, Kathy! Uh, fifty dollars can you, help you out a bit. So, um, sure. talk to Jeremy and you'll get that 50.
3: Okay, thank you so much,
1: Nancy. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Spread the word. 877 960 9960, or you can text us at 772 497 6530. And don't forget youranonymousfeedback.com. Back to Stu.
2: Yeah, so when the wheels were spinning on the uh, for the mystery shop, we were thinking about Costco because we did the uh, Schumacher uh, Volkswagen last week with Costco. <clears throat> so I, usually we like to do these in in kind of like in phases or themes. So we're, I wanted to stick with Costco. <clears throat> so Agent Lightning and and Earl and I were were, were just kicking it around, and I'd, I was, I was suggesting something pretty innocuous because I don't have that adventurous soul that that my father has, and he comes back with Al Hendrickson. <laughs> and I go. Oh God, because it, it's the Toyota dealership uh, phenomenon. The fact that we, you know, we don't. It's it's uh, it's, it's it's a little bit risky or dangerous to kind of do that. We don't want to be, you know, like Earl said, uh, assumed to be knocking our, our you know our most immediate competition, or same brand comp- competitors. And also his Toyota didn't like it, so we got to just make sure anything that that we say is, is is straight up, and that's what we always do anyway. So that's why we're you know not really that worried, but it's still it's it's a little bit more exciting to do Al Hendrickson uh, than it is to do uh, the guy down the street. And
0: also, to be honest with you, part of the fact that uh, Al Hendrickson and I go way back. Yeah. Uh, uh, Al Hendrickson uh, worked for General Motors at one time, and he actually signed me as a as a, a car dealer yeah, Pontiac. Uh, with Pontiac uh, a thousand years ago. And now his son is running the dealership. So it's a little bit of that. Al and I haven't spoken in a while, but we... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and
2: Al and Al's son, Al Jr. and I, we go way back too, yeah, yeah, yeah. since to about 16 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so oh uh, Yeah, there is there's a connection there. And, and by the way, both of them are, are really lovely people and uh, just really kind, cool people. But um, it's the it's the dealership that that we're we're looking at, not those guys. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Agent Lightning is a pro. She she uh, she she goes down there. She knows the Costco program. And I had a really good time writing this one up. So uh, it's it's it should be it should be a good one. Did you guys read it? Sounds like oh, a. Yeah, okay. Oh oh yeah, 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 What
1: was it? Uh, Eleven forty. You sent that to me.
2: Oh come on! It wasn't that late. <laughs> it varies. Last week it I, was, uh, was was nine thirty one.
1: I was. Oh, that was last week. Last yeah. week. Yeah. I was reading it at midnight. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. To compliment you, it was a great mystery shopping oh, report, so. ladies and gentlemen. You don't want to miss this one. As always, a fantastic mystery shopping report. We are going to go to back to the phones and talk to Marty. West Palm Beach, a regular caller. Good morning, Marty.
4: Good morning. I got a question for Rick. Uh, I have a 2020 Camry in this past couple of weeks when I was parked with the two right uh, wheels were in the gutter, trough, whatever you want to call it, and I went to pull out, and the emergency brake went on. Mm. And I didn't pull the lever to put the put it on, and I've never used the emergency brake since I've owned the car for two and a half years, so I wonder if Rick can tell me uh, if there's a problem.
5: Did you maybe have your door open a little bit?
4: Not that I can recall, <clears throat> but it's, it's always possible.
5: That'd be the, my first thought, because uh, starting in 2020 with a lot of our cars that have switched over to the electric parking brake. Um, right. They've tied it in now to the door switch, to where if your door is open, it automatic and you're in gear, it automatically engages that parking brake. I'll be darned. <laughs> I learned right, something well, new. <laughs> you, you've I'll, seen you've seen videos of people, they they get frustrated, something happens, they they jump out of the car, and the car is still in gear and the car just starts rolling down the road because it's still in drive, and so now the cars are set up. They automatically activate the parking brake. I would I would check to see, you know, was there a possibility that your door might have been not closed quite all the way, just half closed? Would
0: that just be the passenger? Would that, Will that just be pitch. the driver door or any
5: door? It's the driver's door. Just the driver's door. Yes. All right. I'll I'll check this
4: the next time if it happens. This time I've been looking to see once I put it in drive, to see if the light, you know, goes off where it says park. But uh, this only happened, I'd say, in the last two three weeks.
5: Mm. So yeah. I, check to make sure I'll that your driver's in. door is securely closed, and then when you put it into drive, that parking brake should automatically disengage.
4: Okay. Yeah. It's, it, you know, like I say, this has only happened in the last couple of weeks. I've had the car for two and a half years. It hasn't happened.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So, and I haven't fallen out of the car. Yeah. So well, that's a good thing. I, I, <clears> hope, uh, I just wondered if there was something wrong with uh, the brake itself. But okay, I'll, I'll make sure I check that.
5: Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of annoying for technicians because when I'm going to drive the car onto my lift, I open the door so I can lean out and watch the tires because I don't want to hit the lift with the tire. And when I open the door, the parking brake goes on and all of a sudden I'm slamming into the steering wheel.
0: When it first happened to you, did you know what happened?
5: It took no. me a second to realize what happened so for, both for me. Yep.
0: So, and you both answered. So, you know, this is a, one of my little pet peeves, because i got to put my consumer head on, uh, besides being a, a, a car dealer. You know, when when manufacturers do something like that, they should thoroughly educate their dealers, the people that are delivering the cars, and it should be required to tell, here's a, here's a technician, a Toyota technician, that was never appraised of the fact that they had made this change yeah. in the model. And then we have a customer, Marty, uh, who you were never appraised of the change. So when, when you do things like this, you engineers and, and people that are designing these cars, uh, tell the people that are in the trenches what's going on so the people that sell the car can tell the customer and certainly so our own technicians don't, you know, f- you know fall out of the
5: car. Yeah. I mean, you just... Started- you no,
4: know, it first came out on the uh, display and, the, you know, where the speedometer is and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was trying to read it, read it fast and also figure out what happened. And then I just went, and I, uh, I looked, and I said, it must be the emergency brake. And, and I started driving, and, of course, the car wouldn't go. Yep. You know, it was, like, uh, jammed up. Yeah. So I said, oh, my God, what happened? And uh, I just didn't want to ruin the whole uh, brake system. Yeah. I didn't go too far, I can tell you that.
5: No, no, because when it goes on, it stops those wheels, and it yeah, will stop yeah. that car. And you have to reach down and manually switch it off.
0: Well, thanks yeah. for the call, Marty. Rick, you're a genius. I really appreciate you being
5: right. so sharp experience. on the experience. <laughs> All
4: right, thanks. I'll make sure I shut the door.
1: <laughs> Key word, experience. All right. You know, communication okay. is a great thing, isn't it? Thank you, Marty. It's nice hearing from you, Marty. Marty's a regular. He gives us a call every week.
0: You know, just a little editorial comment for everyone listening here, whether you're buying uh, a Honda or any car, used, new, whatever. One of the most important things you can do is to have someone that knows show you the bells and whistles and the and the and the buttons and the and the bows and everything about the car because they are complicated today, and there are things that are so complicated you just if you were just listening, even our technicians don't know, so that's not going to do you any good when it's one of those issues but uh if you don't if you come in and buy a newer used car and they hand you the keys, and you hand them the check, and you go home, you're in for a lot of surprises and disappointments and aggravation. You're buying a complicated piece of machinery, computerized, high-tech, and you will be very frustrated. Part of the condition of buying that car, you should be sure that the salesperson or training manager or whatever they call the person who is responsible for educating you on all the intricacies of that vehicle spends at least 45 minutes to an hour and they should drive the car with you and you should ask every question there are no stupid questions ask every question yeah, and I, then when you're all through say did i forget to ask anything and a, then a you won't remember ago,
2: a few years ago if you said does this car have a spare tire that would be a stupid question yeah. <laughs> now one out of every three cars sold does not have a spare tire so it's yeah. a great
0: question yeah yeah so Things I'm serious. Are so, changing. Uh, as again, as spirit. We're we're car dealers. We know what goes on. One of the most common complaints that I get uh, from my customers is, I they my car wasn't explained to me properly. I I didn't now maybe it was and they forgot or maybe we didn't do it. But I'm telling you, uh, if you haven't bought a new car in a while or a, a current model car in a while. Uh, you are in for both A surprise and a disappointment Surprise at how many features and, uh, That it has on there That you never imagined Could be on a car And the disappointment is No one told you about them I've, I've actually Myself as an owner Of a dealership Driven a car For a, a year And then when I Turned the car in To get another car Found out About a bunch of things On the car I didn't know were there That I could have used I mean right, that on, oh, This is new oh, no, You've no, had no, it for have been there for five years Right, right. I, Yeah Okay,
1: Okay, guys, Um, great conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, give us a call at 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Hey, anyone out there, has anyone noticed how the prices are coming down for electric vehicles? Um, I have a list that I can read to you later on in the show. Uh, If you're interested, electric vehicles, that's what it's all about. It's here,
0: whether we like it or not. I think I saw one for like $30,000. Hard to believe.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, The list is hard to believe. Uh, We are going back to the phones and we're gonna talk to Petra from Palm Bay. Good morning. Hello? Hello, good morning and welcome to the show. Hello?
3: Hi. Hi. Hello, can you hear
1: me? I can hear you. Did I pronounce your name correctly? It's Petra. Oh, Petra? Okay. Have I spoken to you before? No. Oh, welcome. You just won yourself $50 this morning for being the second lady caller. $50. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, when we're finished with our conversation, stay on the line and talk to Jeremy. He'll take your contact okay. information and I'll send you out a check. What can we do for Great. you this morning?
3: I have a question about fuel.
1: Okay. Since
3: when I go to the gas station, there's always so many different um, fuel fuel oh, choices.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and octane, I guess it's called. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, what is the best one to run in my
1: car or? what's like the major difference. Have you checked your owner's manual?
5: Simplest answer, Petra. It, when you open the, the little flap door for your gas cap, right on your gas yeah. cap it will say what recommended fuel you should be using. If it says, uh, use most of them now, you're, you're not too worried about the octane level. If it says use premium fuel there will be a sticker on that fuel door it says use premium only that's on certain cars like lexus a lot of the higher-end cars otherwise stick with the 87 octane it's going to run just fine on it the computer will adjust the car to make it run perfectly on it but the thing you need to be careful of is the ethanol content most cars now can run up to 15 percent ethanol and it will say this right on your gas cap if it says up to 10 percent only make sure that you get the pump handle that says 10% ethanol only and if it's if you see something that says E85 and your car is not rated for E85 fuel be very sure do not put that in your car and also watch careful to make sure because a lot of now they've got three and four different pump handles so you'll have one for the E10 to E15 fuel which that's safe in just about every car right now they'll have the E85 and then they'll also have diesel, and the diesel nozzles used to be much larger and wouldn't fit. Now they're small and they will fit right into the normal gas can, 100. normal gas tanks. So you got to be careful which one you look for. Look for 87 octane and the E10 or E15, and that's all you need to worry about.
3: Okay, so it um, I shouldn't waste money like doing the 89 octane?
5: No. It's That really, it was was a nice little scam when it came out, but it's gotten old. There's there's no reason to run that fuel in your car. It's really not going to make any difference. And if you stick with a a good name brand gas station, uh, Shell, Chevron, Mobil, most of the stations, even Rocket and 7-Eleven, they're getting high quality fuel. They're all buying it from the same refineries. The fuel is the same coming to all of them, and you're going to have no worries with it.
1: And Patrick, I appreciate you, that information. Are, also, uh, this is Nancy. Um, I just want to uh, give you a little tip. I stick with the ga- same gas station. Um, you know, I, I choose that gas station, and that's where I go. And uh, like Rick said, you know, check that gas nozzle. Don't be taken advantage of. What are you driving? Well, correct. Um, I drive a Honda Odyssey. Uh Uh-huh. Very good car. Uh, Yep. Great car.
5: Yeah, I love
1: it. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, you sound like an educated consumer. I thank you for the phone call. Spread the word to your lady friends and tell them $50 for the first two new lady callers. Have a great weekend you too thank you you're welcome 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 and uh you know i i think that uh, we ought to give a shout out to uh, earl's vigilantes um you can uh, go to uh earl on cars he's going to pop his hat on and uh it's a great looking hat that uh Stu is responsible I'll for just
0: hold it close so you can see the
1: yeah, so uh, go to Earl on Cars, where you'll find Earl's Vigilantes, and you can volunteer uh, to uh, help uh, get maybe somebody in your neighborhood. Uh, it's a really a win-win situation, and all the information is right there. Uh, you can also... Uh, you can also talk to, isn't there, is that list available yet of the volunteers, uh, like Marty and so many of the other? Yeah, I saw it's
5: on Earl on Cars.
1: Yeah, anyway, and it's all there on Earl on Cars. Uh, Rick, you had something?
5: Got a couple of YouTube questions. Oh, great. Uh, first one here is from Charles Reeves. He says, Good morning, all. Please give us the skinny. Would it be advantageous of me to look into a dealer loaner car? Which will have between seven to nine thousand miles on it, and the dealer would then sell it as a certified pre-owned vehicle versus a new car. Sure.
0: Well, is we always recommend a, a used car over a new car? Uh, it's a better value as long as you get the right used car. A dealer loaner car is uh, just like any other used car. Uh, it's uh, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, they try to, you know. Uh, uh, sell demonstrators, dealer Basket. loaners at higher prices, right. but uh, they're driven just like anything else. It's a mileage on the car. Probably they're low enough mileage where uh, it's going to be certifiable when you buy it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's uh, today everything's in short supply. Don't don't uh, be lulled into the fact that. New used car prices have come way down. They really haven't come way down. They've come down a little bit uh, Today today's cars are still sell- selling used cars are still setting cons- uh- very high compared to where they were a year ago so in comparison to a year ago used car prices are still sky high compared to last month they've come down and maybe the month before but there's no huge plunge in used car prices right
2: the other thing to watch out for is um if they're selling it it's a it's a demo make sure that it's actually being sold as an official demo it's checked on the buyer's order because that protects you on your warranty and if it's not make sure you're buying it as a used car Uh, it's it's titled resold you know a dealership can buy a car from themselves, title it, and then it's an official used car. And then that way you, you don't have to worry about losing out on a new car warranty. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, you still lose out on a newer car warranty, but you have a used car. <laughs> okay, we have a text from Anne Marie. Oh. We got time for that.
1: Oh, welcome, Anne Marie.
2: All right, Anne Marie says, "Good morning." It seems that more and more vehicles, other than basic models, now have sun slash moon roofs. Where uh, whether the prospective buyer wants one or not, I have a few questions. Um, one. What is the difference between a sunroof and a moonroof? Moonroof, you can see through. Uh, Number two, does a sunroof affect the structural integrity of the roof and the event of a rollover accident? I I do want to talk about that. Um, Yeah, I mean, when you have less metal and, you know, less cage around you, that's, you know, obviously air or glass doesn't protect you as well. Uh, The the, uh, moonroofs that are... Built with the cars at the factory they're designed that way um, so that's something I feel completely comfortable aftermarket room, room moon where you we just take any old car and a company cuts out a square in it and puts an apparatus so it closes and opens um, I don't trust those I think if you were in a, a rollover accident I, without a doubt I think that your your the structural integrity has been yeah. compromised
0: And I would add, I would add this uh, I think uh, moon and sun are a profit-making uh, thing for the manufacturers uh, to me, the cost of a moonroof or sunroof, or we, you know, the suggested retail, uh, is much higher than I intuitively see uh, the yeah. cost of yeah. it.
2: Well, now they're built into the MSRPs, because yeah. they're, like, they're standard yeah. on most exactly, of the higher yeah. rates.
0: But I, I, I just, this is just me. I don't like the idea of a hole in my roof when I'm driving a car.
2: Well, you don't. You have a giant roof of glass. I
0: have a yeah. I have a I have a hole in the roof on my Tesla.
2: No, you don't. You have a giant. The entire <laughs> roof is glass. Yeah, but yeah, pretty much. Same,
0: yeah, but it feels like a hole in the roof. Yeah. Well, don't, one of the other don't factors. Re, don't
1: repeat that again.
5: One of the other factors I look at on that a, glass a sliding roof like that. Every
1: time I drive it.
5: it. <laughs> Eventually, over you know, on an older car they will start to leak yeah. excessively. Another reason. Now they're actually designed to leak a little bit and they have drains, mm-hmm. but if those drains get clogged, yeah. which can happen even on a brand new car, insects can crawl up inside those drains and plug it up. Yeah. Suddenly you've got water <clears throat> flooding yeah. into your interior. Yeah. The, uh, she has more questions. Uh, <coughs> she
2: says, uh, assuming if I'm wearing my seatbelt, am I more likely to receive worse injuries if I'm driving a vehicle uh, with a sunroof as opposed to a solid metal roof in a rollover accident I, I don't know if there's any on any data on that
0: i never heard that
2: but i mean just just thinking about the material around you i th- yeah i think that steel is is going to protect you better than than glass even though i'm sure that the glass that they use in the sunroofs are similar to the safety glass it's not going to like so yeah I, I i feel comfortable um and my whole family drives cars with sunroofs, so i'm i feel comfortable with
5: it. sunroof glass is the, is going to be the same as the side windows so if it breaks it'll, sh- it'll shatter, shatter down into those little pebbles right. which hopefully is intended to not give large pieces right. of glass that can cause major injuries
0: so what's the uh, average uh approximate cost of a sunroof it's when been a while
2: know? since we, as a package they're always like around eight hundred a thousand dollars twelve hundred dollars yeah, yeah i
0: think it's over a thousand here here uh, again that's another uh, gripe i have is a uh, is a lot of manufacturers will build most of the cars I say, you know, I'm a very suspicious person by nature, and when the manufacturer pushes a, a, a an accessory, an option, that usually means they're making a lot of money on it, and they like to build a lot of cars with sunroofs and moonroofs. Yeah, and or there's the a big demand like for it. it. too; it gives more margin, more markup. So, uh, a lot of people are taking cars with sunroofs and moonroofs because they have to, because the manufacturer's not building anything it, without the They should roof. have a choice. Yeah, yeah. I
2: it's, personally it's love yeah. love moonroofs. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't right. drive one without it. I feel kind of com- you know like yeah. a little claustrophobic if yeah. I can't have the light. But you up. don't
0: have to pay for your car. Uh,
2: in a way, I do. Uh, kind of, I do actually, <laughs> but. Uh, Yes, call. Excellent. Phone I finish call. Finish
1: with Anne Marie. Oh yeah, yeah. We're okay. ready for a call. Okay. Uh, sunroof, moonroof. What do you think, guys? Give us a call. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Me, I just say it's a personal decision, just like so many other decisions that you have to make before you walk, if you cho- so choose, into a dealership. Me, I'm on the internet, so. We're going to go back to the phones and we are going to ask Victoria to please be patient. We will get to you and we are going to talk to Gary in Stuart. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. Good
6: morning. Good morning. How are you?
1: We're well, thank you.
6: Um, I just want to ask you, I want to ask you folks a question if I can. Can you hear me?
1: Yes. I can. Very loud and clear.
6: Okay. I uh, ran into a curb in my complex, and they put a left front control arm, control arm on the car. I have a Hyundai Sonata, and I had the tires balanced, and I had a four-wheel alignment. Is that car a unibody? Should I have someone check the frame, or do you think uh, it should be okay?
5: Hyundai Sonata is a unibody car so you don't actually have a a separate frame. The frame and the body are all one, and once the alignment's been checked, the control arm, which would've shown being bent by being out of alignment, so now that they've replaced that, if all the alignment specs came back into proper specification, you're fine. Next question quickly, and I think you guys
6: do a great job. I'm a little new to the car business. I've been doing it about 43 years. Oh, but that's, uh-huh. neither, that's neither here nor there, there, and I ran some large auto groups in my day, but that's neither here nor there. Um, If you were going to put a car on a Hyundai Sonata, because I use this car as a commuter car. I have about 150,000 miles on it, and I service it into the back. Would you put a Michelin tire on this car? What would you... Put for the best performance tire bar, you know, money's really. And when I say that, I don't sound like I'm wealthy. I would I would pay for a good tire. What kind of tire would you guys put on, Gary?
0: Um, uh, we 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 wouldn't recommend by make. Michelin builds some good tires. They also build some tires that aren't so good. Uh, you know the brand is not all that important we usually look at consumer reports uh, look at the actual experience uh, of uh, wear and tear on tires but uh, you know you can talk about Michelin Goodyear Firestone uh, there are a lot of good Japanese uh, and even Chinese brands uh, if you go to consumer reports online or you have to pick up a copy of the library or buy one uh, uh, they they recommend tires but uh, don't, don't just assume because you have a, a, a good brand tire that is highly recommended. The, every manufactured tire has some tires that are not so good.
6: I understand. Listen, I think you guys do a great job. Lots of success with your dealerships. And you have a great day, and thanks for
0: the answer. Thank you, Gary.
1: Thank you, Gary. Keep on listening. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530 at Consumer Report. You just can't say enough about it. And you can go right there, as Earl said, and uh, you can check out tires. You can check out anything. Every single month, they they can just give you so much information. And it's conducive to the uh, climate of what is going on in the auto industry. Uh, Right now, I have October uh, edition of my subscription in front of me, and it just gives you uh, a guide to the safest cars to drive. So take a look.
0: Not to beat a dead horse about tires, but it it happens to be uh, very important. For a car i mean that's pretty obvious uh, from a safety standpoint there's not much more uh and in, uh, in important than, than your tires and it's a complicated product it looks simple you know a uh, big ring of rubber but it's, it's there there are so many different uh types of tires and there's so many different driving conditions winter uh, wet roads uh you know they're very uh, you're, you're you're in arizona or florida hot uh, highways and blah 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 uh, Consumer Reports is probably one of the things that you really need most uh, with respect to your car when it comes to doing anything to pick your tire, and uh, they will give you some very good guidance. How you drive uh, is important. Uh, uh, the type of tire they, they, there's there's a there's a wealth of information in the tire tire wear tread index, and uh, you have certain tires you buy that will give you better fuel economy. Uh, blah 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 blah. But it's it's almost in fact it is too complicated. The the tires that come with a new vehicle from the factory, when you buy a Hyundai Sonata, they have a deal with a tire manufacturer and they build their tires to uh, their spec. And typically manufacturers, when they equip their new car that you're gonna buy, they try to make the tires smooth. And when you drive the car, you know, the manufacturer, they want to sell the car. So when you try your demonstration ride, they want it to glide smoothly. They're not worried about how long will the tire last or a lot of other factors that are important in both economy and safety. They want a smooth running tire. So we recommend generally when you buy a new car, think twice before you replace that tire with the same tire. You might want to choose a different tire that'll get you a lot longer tread life. So, Uh, again I went on and on about tires but it's a simple thing but it's also a complicated thing
1: that's a a lot of great information out there take care of your tires your tires will take care of you that pressure in your tires extremely important uh, to maintain Uh, Rick you were going to say something
5: oh well just got more YouTube's here
1: okay I'm gonna interrupt you and I'm gonna go back to the phones where Victoria uh, is calling from Wellington and has been waiting thank you for your patience Good morning.
5: Good morning.
7: Hi. Um, just calling in again to talk about um, deceitful car dealers uh, <laughs> taking extra money from customers. <laughs>
2: We're and ready.
7: telling you that I'm still plowing ahead trying to find out what car dealers are owned by Terry Taylor. Um, right now I know that he purchased three car dealers on car dealerships. He purchased a property for three car dealerships on Southern Boulevard in West Palm, a Nissan, a Mazda, and a Toyota.
0: Uh, Victoria, uh, excuse me for interrupting, but we have a lot of new listeners and are not familiar. uh, Victoria, uh, just for the edification of our new listeners, Victoria is involved in litigation uh, with the Terry Taylor Dealership, where she was t- taken advantage of, and she's trying to build uh, a class action suit for her attorney uh, to uh, rectify uh, the wrong which is done to her and probably other uh, Terry Taylor dealerships. Terry Taylor is the largest owner of dealerships in the world. I suppose he's a private owner. Uh, he owns uh, um, over a hundred, I'm sure, uh, maybe maybe 200. Uh, he's a very uh, uh, for those of you who are old enough to remember Howard Hughes, he's a very kind of a mysterious person. He doesn't like to be identified with his uh, businesses, and so the businesses, the dealerships, in Terry Taylor's case, are all over the United States, but they have different names. And we have found by you know trying to find ownership, and Victoria also, uh, you have to really d- drill deep to find out if it could be. Charlie Brown Hyundai but Charlie Brown Hyundai is owned by uh, uh, Taylor. So Terry Taylor owns dealerships that are in other names. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, Victoria, but I just want to set that framework and I know you want to give us uh, that information on the attorney and uh, and your situation and I'll let you take the mic back.
7: Okay, well, so what I'm trying to do right now is find out what Terry Taylor does own and he does own this Company called Automotive Group, and they're they're actually in uh, Palm Beach, uh, West Palm Beach. Uh, and he he, uh, I've been trying to figure out how to find out if it's a Terry Taylor company. Now, one of the things I noticed is the contract that I was given has a heading on it, and it starts out, and it says at the top. I L A W in big capital letters, five five three F L A R B E nine nineteen, retail installment sales contract, single finance charge with arbitration provision. So if you have a contract that you for you bought a car with with that at the top of it, there's a fairly good chance that that's a Terry Taylor contract. And also, if you go to your car dealership and you've had any problems, when you go there, ask them if Terry Taylor owns the dealership. You know, they they might tell you. And please pass that information on to Earl because we're trying to compile a list as best we can.
0: Exactly, yeah.
7: Um, Right. And I've actually, I've already filed a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission and with the Florida Trade Commission, but we need more voices. We need to get more people to say that they've had problems. And mean, you need to send that information to Earl so we can get it together and and work on it.
0: And, uh, Victoria, they can send the information of all the uh, ways we have to be contacted. They could even call the show or text the show. Uh, call us at 877-960-9960, which is the way you just called us. They can text us at 772-497-6530. And, of course, they can even reach us on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com forward slash Earl on cars or YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash EarlOnCars. Um, uh, YourAnonymousFeedback.com. So there's multiple uh, ways that you can contact this. If you, if you have an issue with a Terry Taylor dealership uh, or if a dealership that you're not sure who owns, uh, he owns so many dealerships. There's a reasonable chance it might be owned by Terry Taylor. If you don't know the owner or having difficulty finding the owner, it might be owned by Terry Taylor because he deliberately, in my opinion, uh, seems to want to remain anonymous. There's nothing wrong wrong with wanting to remain anonymous, but uh, he seems to carry it to some kind of an extreme. Uh, I, you you mentioned some local dealerships, um, Palm Beach uh, Motors, I believe. The uh, franchise for uh, uh, it's a Land Cruiser, or not Land Cruiser a, a Land Rover, Land Rover yeah. and uh, for Jaguar and for something else, another luxury car uh, is owned by Terry Taylor I had another attorney call me he couldn't find out, here's a here's an attorney that had drilled and drilled and drilled, I was able to find out that Terry Taylor owned it through a associate I had who was a former uh, partner a uh, limited partner with Terry Taylor so uh, Give us that information, and we'll pass along to Victoria, and we wish you the very best of luck in this. Uh, I don't think Terry Taylor knew uh, who he had uh, stepped on when he stepped on you, but I know you're not going to give up.
7: Well, you know, next week maybe I'll, I will, uh, I'll give some information out if people don't know about how to file a, a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission because these are uh, the Florida Division of Motor Vehicles that – that uh, regulates dealers mm-hmm. has already fined and cited uh, 441 nissan they wouldn't tell me how much money they find it but they did tell mm-hmm. me that they find them
8: good. and
7: so you know it's important for us these these uh when you when a car dealership deceives a purchaser that's violating the consumer protection act which is a florida statute so there's plenty of legs to stand on to potentially get your money back but we just need to get people together so we can do it
0: exactly yeah we have a on our on our webpage uh, uh we have a uh, link to the federal trade commission complaint form which you could uh, download and fill out oh, so, good. yeah so erloncars.com and uh, we also give the uh, information for the count for the uh, consumer affairs office also for the uh, Department department motor vehicles So, uh, Attorney General complaint, we got all of the government complaint areas are on EarlOnCars.com.
7: Okay, good. And if everybody would just go there and fill out those forms and send them in, that's how your voice gets heard when we're all together on it.
0: Exactly.
1: That's right, Victoria. And uh, this is, uh, tell all of our listeners again, in case you missed, this is Victoria. Uh, Victoria versus Terry Taylor they didn't know who who they were dealing (laughs) with my money's
0: on victoria
1: (laughs) and uh, thank you very much like you said let's let our voices be heard the only way you can do that is if we join together for our voices to be heard where there's a will there's a way and it takes a hell of a lot of patience some of us just don't have that victoria has enough for all of us thank you victoria it's a matter of principle it definitely is have a wonderful weekend you too okay uh, that number again is 877-960-9960 and uh, we're going to go to John in Palm City who's been waiting good morning John
9: good morning to everyone mention uh, about sunroofs this was an era where people were going crazy and were putting, building houses and putting skylights in the roof <laughs> which were, you don't even see them today anymore they were not only, the bubble was turning different colors, but there were leaks. and. But there was a successful company that made a lot of money doing it for all manufacturers in California. It was called American Sunroof Company. Hmm. And they not only even put sunroofs for manufacturers, which dealers uh, had extra markups when they did do this, but they also made actually convertibles, cars that were not convertibles like the Cadillac when it was finished in '76. They actually made a Cadillac convertible, and it was all to meet government specifications, but I just fast, I don't want to uh, belabor it, but it was a very successful company. The second thing I want to mention, and this is a question for Earl. I read in the paper where General Motors will offer buyouts to US Buick dealers, Buicks now, Mm -hmm. as an alternative from franchise owners who don't want to make investments That will be needed as the brand goes, all electric. Mm -hmm. Now, my question to Earl is what kind of actual incentives could they give those? I mean, with a buyout, Uh, is it similar to the situation where they stopped making Oldsmobile and Pontiac, where they paid dealers? I mean, there was a guy I spoke to a while back, used to have a, a GMC Pontiac dealer, but he never told me what compensation. He didn't want to discuss it, that he was offered by General Motors.
0: Yeah, they probably Can you elaborate
9: that. on that a little bit about this Buick situation now, offering buyouts. What kind of buyout could they possibly offer the Buick dealers?
0: Well remember that Buick is not exactly the hottest car in the country and that uh that Buick dealers vary in size from... You now, The Buick dealers we see around South Florida are, are very large compared to most Buick dealers. Uh, the average Buick dealer probably only sells 15 or 20 cars a month. I mean, it's, you'd be surprised in rural areas. And they're probably over dealered anyway. A lot, of the, a lot of the Buick dealers are, are, have multi-franchises. They'll have more than one uh, franchise under one roof. Uh, the number I heard, and the article I read was in Automotive News, was in the 800, 900 thousand uh, dollars. Not a huge amount of money, but a lot of money. Uh, uh, there, it's, it's pressure, in a sense, from the manufacturer on the dealers. Uh, a lot of dealers are saying, "Listen, uh, these electric vehicles—they're a figment of somebody's imagination. It's not going to happen." Uh, I want to—you know—a lot of these guys are just old-fashioned, frankly, and and they don't see. Uh, the future is electric vehicles, so they don't have a good attitude a lot of the manufa- a lot of the dealers so the, the 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 manufacturers they've got to clear the slate so they have outlets for electric vehicles because Buick and all the manufacturers, General Motors and all the manufacturers are going to be doing nothing but electric vehicles in, in just a few years, 20 years. Uh, you're not going to see anybody building combustion engine cars uh, virtually. I mean, you'll always have a few being built but it'll be in the high 90% it's electric vehicles. So they have to look at their markets and they have markets in uh, 50 states and, and they, so they're going to the, probably a lot of the smaller dealers and say, listen, we know you don't want to sell electric vehicles. We understand that. Uh, I'll write you out a check right now for $750,000 uh, and, and you will agree to let me put another dealer in there at, at the time that we're not building any more uh, combustion engine cars. They're not going to stop making combustion engine cars. They'll continue to build combustion engine cars but those will be—they won't be any new model combustions. It'll be—you know—this will be the last year of the design for this model. They might build it for two or three years, but they won't change it. And then the new model in that Buick Skylark will be all electric. And then they will not give that to a dealer unless he agrees to the buyout. The dealer has to be in there, uh, be a player to take all EVs all the time.
9: Well, here's some good EV news. Last week, Starbucks. And Ikea announced that they're going to make a tremendous amount of fast charging stations in their Mm. premises. It was announced last week.
0: It's a great idea. I mean, if you're you're looking at the future, what better way to attract a potential customer than say, hey, here's a charger for you. I mean, it'd be so cool, I mean, to pull into, think about it, uh, you go to the mall, uh, you pull in and you go shopping, and you plug your car in. And when you come back, you top it off, (laughs) <laughs> you got a you got a full tank of electricity. I mean, I love the idea of being able to to uh, charge my car when I go shopping. So yeah, IKEA I, I and uh, you got it right. Yeah, Starbucks. Starbucks yeah, yeah. Well,
9: this is a fact that they actually signed contracts to start in on it with a big company.
0: Yeah, we have charging so. stations at our dealership, and uh, we'll probably have a lot more as time goes by.
1: Right.
9: Okay, guys.
0: Thank you, John. I'll
9: wait.
1: Thanks for the great That's call, John. Yes, definitely.
9: You. You're you. welcome. 877
1: 967 9960. Texas 772 497 6530. I think we're going to get back to Rick where he was finishing up some YouTubes.
5: I got a couple of good ones here. Uh, Richard is asking, what's your thinking about buying an extended warranty on a new Toyota? Do you believe in them? If so, do you have specific recommendations?
0: Mm-hmm. One of the most popular questions that we always get asked, and and uh, it isn't a black and white answer. I have a personal uh, uh, preference. I don't think I, I don't I don't believe in insurance myself. <laughs> I think that if you can afford to pay for something, uh, you should uh, not insure it. I mean, I if you, now this doesn't apply to fire insurance on your house or flood insurance or something serious. I mean, if you if you lose a huge amount of uh, of uh, uh, property uh, personal property it's good to have that insurance but but for your car depending on your your economic circumstances and if you buy a good car it's probably not going to happen now with all that said uh, for the average person I'm not average for the average person if you buy a good car uh, and you want to buy an extended service contract uh, you should read the contract carefully and you're not and, and, and what I'm going to tell you isn't to read it carefully to see what it covers, I'm going to tell you to read it carefully to see what it does not cover. Usually that's the way you get hooked and taken advantage of with an extended service contract. Uh, you say, well look, at it covers the engine, it covers the transmission, it covers the drive chain, and you know, you think of engine repairs and transmission repairs, you say, oh, that's really expensive. But what about the electronics? What about this, the computers in the car? What about the navigation system? Uh, what about the air conditioning? I mean, a lot of things that you don't think about are not covered. And a matter of fact, what I just described earlier is a powertrain warranty, and a powertrain warranty doesn't cost anything, they're practically free because engines and transmissions and rear axles and things like that, if you lubricate them and and maintain them according to the manufacturer's uh, recommended maintenance, they never fail. So uh, if you're gonna buy an extended service contract, be sure you know what it does not cover, and usually it's some very expensive uh, products that typically will fail more often than the ones i described of the powertrain. uh it, it also you want you want to be sure that, that that extended service contract will be honored at any dealership or any uh repair facility sometimes these extended uh, uh, warranties are dealer owned we own our own warranty company at my dealership and but it's a, we will have, that warranty is, a, is is honored anywhere uh, but some dealers uh will have a, their own warranty and they'll only honor their dealership. It's a minefield, it's a a scary thing. Don't buy an extended warranty just from the fact that it's extended warranty. If you have to buy it, the manufacturers also offer extended warranties, and if it's a manufacturer offered by Honda or General Motors,
5: uh, you're not gonna get taken advantage of too much, Rick. The one specific component that I would say you have to have included is it's got to cover all the components of the air conditioning yeah not just the compressor or the condenser but the evaporator core the evaporator core is the most expensive item to replace because on just about every new car to do it the entire dash has to come out of the car it's a huge labor-intensive job yeah, and the evaporator core usually is the first component to go bad on an air conditioning system Unless you happen to get a rock hit your condenser, and other than that, yeah. it's that's and, the big one. And here's the
0: uh, the other thing: if you if you haven't seen on television or got uh, on the telephone or text or on- online solicitation, <coughs> the extended service <coughs> excuse me contract companies are like rabid dogs. Sir,
2: can I have a call to speak to you about your
0: extended service yeah. contracts? <laughs> okay. And so, uh, if you are solicited for an extended service contract. Uh, uh, black and white. Don't buy it. If someone's calling you and the television uh, ads on these extended service contracts are are criminal. With ice tea and all the the celebrities. They're criminal. Never buy an extended service contract if you're solicited. Uh, If you have to buy one, then be very, very careful as we've discussed earlier. And my overall recommendation is I don't buy them. I wouldn't buy one.
1: And when you do, be very, very careful uh the biggest question in your extended service contract what it doesn't cover and i'll tell you what the information that rick just gave out on the air conditioner that's gold Uh, you just don't even think about it
5: 99 percent of extended warranties will not cover the evaporator core on the air conditioner Mm -hmm. and if you find the ones that do they're going to cost you so much that you'd be better off to put that money in the bank (coughs) <coughs> For the day the evaporator fails. These the insurance folks. companies
0: are not stupid. They have all the research. They know that the evaporator core is the most expensive, most common thing to fail. They know exactly, they have data for billions of cars, and when they're when they're writing the extended service contract, they got a bunch of guys in the room and say, okay, we can't cover this, we can't cover that, because these, these fail a lot and they're too expensive. We'll cover all the one items on the car that don't fail very much, and if they do fail, they don't cost too much. So basically, <laughs> you know, you're, you're playing the company's game uh, they know what's covered, and they know what's expensive. They know what's going to fail. So you're, you're like the guy goes in the poker game. If you look around the table and you don't know who the sucker is, you're the sucker.
5: Yep.
1: They have a plan, folks. Their plan to get rich. Do your homework. Again, it's a minefield out there. No matter what direction you walk in. 877-960-9960. I'm back to Rick.
5: Uh, this one from Donovan. I think you'll like this, oh, Nancy. Good
1: morning, Donovan.
5: Uh, safety in cars has been a big topic recently, especially with women and children in crash tests. The Tesla Model Y just had crash test results published from the European Crash Test Organization this week, and it scored the highest of any vehicle that has ever done the test. The score, The car scored... for adult occupancy for men and women, 87% for child occupancy, and a 98% for crash avoidance. The test also proved the cars do not run over children as the internet has been in a fuss about. Apparently, yeah, from some of the videos we've seen, uh, Tesla's avoidance system, they claimed was having issues seeing small children running into the street. And apparently, this European crash organization has said no. Their system is very good at avoiding that incident. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, yes, they are <clears throat> using uh, male and female crash dummies and child crash dummies. That's great information in oh, yes. that testing. Donovan,
1: thank you so much. What great information and, uh, you know, it, it saddens me uh, to have read uh, what I did uh, from um, AAA and the research that they did in so many others, you know, and uh, bringing up-to-date uh, recognizing females and children uh, because in uh, the research that I had, uh, there was uh, no attention given to them and certainly things definitely have changed okay uh i think that we are done with uh rick and it i'll give you that number one more time and then we're going to go to Stu, 877-960-9960 and don't forget you can text us at 772-497-6530 we have, now back to Stu.
2: we have a text for nancy but i <coughs> i think they want to direct it towards rick but you can give it a shot if you want um, hello Nancy, my name is John from Tequesta I have a 2017 Jeep Wrangler I have a check engine light on That brings me back to, to code cylinder For misfire The car is 60,000 miles And it doesn't, doesn't run any different Hmm.
1: 60,000 miles
2: 60,000 miles and it's a 2017 Jeep Wrangler Code cylinder four misfire
1: yeah. I'll tell you, there's nothing more annoying than to have that light come on your dash. And you just think all kinds of things. And now for me, I just get out of the car, you know, open my uh, a gas lid and put it back on, close the door, get back in, straighten out the wheel. Everything and anything that you can think of. But Rick can give you some pretty accurate technical well, just, information. Just a quick
5: generic thing. If your gas if the check engine light comes on and you recently had gotten gas within the last few days Mm. check that gas cap make sure it's nice and tight and then swing by your local uh, AutoZone Uh, even Pep Boys will do it but Pep Boys usually wants to try to charge because they've got a garage inside but any auto parts store that does not have a repair facility attached to it they will pull that code for free and if it's just a gas cap code uh, the P0440, P0455 that they say is gas cap, just ask them to clear the code and the the little code pullers they're actually about 35-40 dollars if you want to get one yourself and then you can look up what that code means on the internet and check things quickly for yourself. Now with that misfire code my first thought is if the engine is running smoothly and a Jeep Wrangler I believe that's going to be a six-cylinder engine But even that one, if you you would feel a misfire on one of the cylinders, I would have them clear the code first and see if it comes back. Drive the car a little bit. It may have just been a simple glitch. And otherwise, if it starts to act up, I'd have it checked by a mechanic because one of the big things we see here in South Florida is the coil packs go bad from just the brutal heat we've been having. And the other one is we see a lot of rats they get up in the engine and they chew on the wires. And sometimes they'll chew through one of those wires and it can cause that code and cause a misfire.
1: That's great information. Uh, Rick, I have to ask you, uh, would you recommend uh, to the listeners that they spend that $35?
5: If you're comfortable, a little bit of do-it-yourself type thing, it's not a bad idea. 35, 40 bucks for one of those little code pullers that just plugs in the, the plug underneath the dash And that is a standardized plug It's called the DLC 3 and you can plug that in just push the buttons on it it will tell you what the code is and then you can go right on to Google and it will tell you what that code means and like I say if it's something generic that sounds like just a gas cap Mm -hmm. check your gas cap make sure it's tight make sure that the gasket hasn't split you may need to replace your gas cap and
0: you can I got, clear it and be done yourself. I got one question for you. I can't get it out of my head. You said we see a lot of rats. How many rats have you seen? Well, we don't actually see the rats. We see their evidence. Uh, uh, how many how many rats <laughs> chewed wires have you seen in the past month?
1: It depends on how hungry they are. Uh, I like that soy.
5: <laughs> I think in the shop we've seen maybe one or two in the last month. Okay. But wintertime we get a lot more. Yeah. Okay. I you know, It was just... You said we see a lot of rats. I want to clear that up. Yeah. In, I would say in the past year. Not at the dealership. We don't see the rats. <laughs> right. Well, uh, okay. that
1: you know why? That's because they're in We've Jupiter. got good
5: traps right. there. Now they're,
2: no, they're all in, in Brady County. In
5: <laughs> the last year, I'd say we've seen at least <laughs> 10 or 15 cars in the shop <laughs> with rats chewing through the wiring.
0: Okay. That's out of 10,000 repairs. Yeah. But uh,
5: if you open the hood on your car, take a look at the, the those plastic engine covers and yeah. that. Yeah. And look and see if you see footprints in the dust ah mm. i i see that all the time you're a tracker <laughs> i i am yeah i am all
1: right <laughs> okay so that's the uh dlc3 yep and they can get it's, that for 35 it's a standardized
5: Check. connector under the dash
1: i i hope we answered your <laughs> with a little humor it's it's not humorous though i i understand your frustration uh, because how many times have i gotten out of my car and gone big because of rick many years ago and uh, loosened my gas cap and tightened it again but uh, there's a a lot of ins and outs here i hope we answered your question
2: and he got back to us he says uh thank you i cleared the code it keeps coming back but he'll check the coil pack
1: oh great Stay. give us a text let us know how that goes
2: that's right okay we have some anonymous feedback but we also have a phone
1: call we do thanks to we're going to go to pat in palm beach gardens Good morning, Pep.
8: Yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, thank you. Love listening to your show. Now I'm a first-time caller, and uh, some great little tips and information there. Uh, I'm a bit of a, <laughs> I'm a bit of a car enthusiastic, do-it-yourself type of guy too. At times, dealing with car dealers for a long time, and the one and so forth. So. But anyway, I just went into uh, the Audi and, and Park on Okeechobee Boulevard yesterday, and I was appalled. I was looking at some of the markups they have today, I guess, on certain cars that are of, um, you know, uh, I guess people want them. But like mm. there was one car in particular in A7, there was a $10,000 markup on it. Mm. I walked right out of the dealer. I wouldn't even... Consider buying an Audi now.
0: Well, you're smart. Absolutely. Congratulations.
8: <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, you know the Lexus I look at, they don't have, they don't have that markup. I haven't seen it on their cars yet now, but you know, uh, I, I'm very disappointed, and especially in today's economy. You know.
0: Yeah. It's a... Uh it's a, not a time to buy a car unless you have to. And we've been repeating this on the show since the whole COVID thing happened. Uh, it's exploitation of the worst kind of retail. Uh, car dealers and car manufacturers are getting uh, rich. They're uh, record, unprecedented profits. And um, where do you draw the line? Uh, I, I think it's. Uh, you mentioned Lexus. I'm. Uh, <clears throat> Lexus seems to have more of a ethical bent than a lot of the other luxury manufacturers and you know you sell lectures uh you sell a, a lexus the jm lexus um in um uh, coconut creek is down fort lauderdale way uh they, they limit their uh, msr uh, to their lexus to msrp they do charge a very small dealer fee a hundred dollars or something like that but it's, it's relatively small but uh i think that when the smoke clears and this COVID thing is gone and supply and demand meet and the prices come down, I think a lot of people like you are going to remember uh, those car dealers that tried to exploit them uh, when they were down, when they had no choice but to pay $10,000 for an Audi. And uh, you'll remember that. And maybe the other dealers, like the uh, Lexus dealer you mentioned, that were they would sell you a, a nice luxury car, uh, for sticker price, that's a lot of money, and make a lot of money when you know, a dealer sells a car for MSRP. But that's not enough for the Audi dealer. That's probably Bremen. He wants another ten thousand.
8: Yeah. I well, I will tell you guys, thank you very much, and uh, yeah,
0: that's appreciate the nice call, time. Pat. all again, please. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. Guys. <clears throat> thank
1: you. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530 uh send us your anonymous feedback at your dot com. and uh, i'll tell you what that uh report uh consumer report october edition certainly is uh, educational and uh it, it it, it, for the time that we're in and how how often we repeat, do not buy a car right now unless you have to. And if you do buy a car by used, uh, we can't say it enough. Times are still very volatile. And if that old car of yours, well, if it can take another, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here, say another year, hang on to it. Uh, but if it's going to cost more than the car is worth, well, you know what to do. 877-960-9960. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: I think you heard, if you've been listening to the show, that our mystery shopping report coming up in about 10 or 15 minutes uh, was at a Costco member dealer. I uh, talk a lot about Costco on the show. I talk a lot about Zoom uh, reports. We have certain uh, uh, institutions out there, companies out there that that. We recommend highly when it comes to buying cars. And uh, Costco uh, has a members-only uh, buying program. Uh, I know there are a lot of places, uh, not too many, but uh, certainly some places that Costco uh, 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 warehouses, they call them, aren't too close by. But if you can find a Costco warehouse and you can join the program, it's only like uh, uh, 65 bucks a year. To be a costco member um, you will if you follow the rules strictly of the costco member buying program you will buy a new car for far less than you would pay otherwise and uh, the problem today is uh, not only are there not as many costco warehouses as we'd like to see in the country but there are a lot of dealers that just said to heck with it i don't want to be a costco member dealer because the rules are such that you have to sell me the car at a very low price. And uh, uh, our mystery shopping report coming up later, uh, they were trying to find, uh, we were trying to find a dealer. Uh, We shopped one last week, and that was a local dealer. uh, Fairly close, we talked to, uh, who did we shop last week? It was Schumacher Volkswagen. Yeah, Schumacher Volkswagen, he was a Costco dealer. This time we had to go all the way uh, uh, south uh, to um, Coconut Creek. Uh, for the dealer, <clears throat> to find another dealer that was selling, uh, approved for a Toyota, and uh, we, uh, we shopped there, but if, if, if you're not a Costco member, consider it, and you will, if you do join, and you go online, and you follow their instructions carefully, the, the instructions for the Costco member program are not simple. And they're tedious, and and you have to be careful. But if you do follow the rules, you will buy a car for less than you could possibly buy it anywhere else. As I say, there's a lot of dealers out there that have scrapped the Costco program for the very reason I just described. They will not allow you to sell a car at $10,000 over sticker, as we just heard from Pat and Palm Beach cards who went into Bremen uh, Audi. Uh, Ten thousand dollars over sticker. They're definitely not going to be a Costco dealer. So find a Costco dealer, um, sign up. go you sixty-five bucks uh, per year if you're not one. Well worth the money, and then be very careful to talk directly, deal directly with the Costco member program and follow the rules to the to the letter.
1: Stu has some anonymous feedback uh, for all of us, and they're always very interesting.
2: How did you know? Oh wait, I said now it before. back to Stu.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: All right, here's one. Here it says, "Perhaps the media and government officials insisting that to save the world we must move to electric cars in a few years, or the world would end, should read articles on the end of the ice ages, twelve thousand five hundred years ago, and the continuous cooling and warming of the Earth that has been going on for one million years." I think that was from a scientist. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next one. Uh, what well, about? Can I? Can I yeah, say sure. something?
0: About, um, <laughs> For those anti-electric vehicle people out there, and I respect your opinion, I mean, we're all entitled to our opinion, it isn't to save the world that electric vehicles are coming about. Uh, The electric vehicle is a far superior vehicle to a combustion engine vehicle in in, in every sense of the word. So, uh, they're simpler, they cost less to maintain, they cost less to repair. Uh, they caught and eventually, when the battery technology is almost there, maybe it is there, but the battery te- when ten ten years from now, and if I want to be absolutely sure I'd stake my life on it twenty years from now i won't be around, so don't worry about it, you can't collect but <laughs> in twenty years, the electric vehicle will be so far superior to the best combustion engine you can buy the heck with the planet and the green uh and the you know and the all the argument about uh is the uh, are, are we polluting the planet people
2: are just weird man I, I don't understand i if you just said just if you went up to somebody and said hey listen i got a machine that could replace your current machine that is faster cleaner better cheaper in the long run quieter quieter and just cooler but people are just resisting this for emotional reasons well, or political it, it, you reasons. You know, exactly.
1: everybody's talking about saving the world and save this and save that. Let's save us from ourselves, eh. you know. And uh, guess what, folks? Uh, uh, does anybody know what the resale of value of an electric vehicle is? <clears throat> Look it up. That's right. Look it up. It's amazing. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I was the last one to get on board as far as electric was concerned. It's here. It's now. And it's going to save me. And it will save you. Give us a call. How do you feel? 877-960-9960. Now back to Stu.
2: Another anonymous uh, <laughs> feedback. Uh, what about Mitsubishi dealers? Have you ever sent Agent Lightning to one of them? Um, we haven't. Um, there was one, like, right around the corner from our dealership.
0: I think we shopped one a long, long time ago. I'm right? sure there's one in there. But,
2: um, <clears throat> you know, we don't think about it. Mitsubishi has less than 1% of the U.S. market share um, and probably declining. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we could look for one. I think there's a. Um, there's one I might have heard a commercial for a Gallant coming out of Brown yeah, County. We, we try to <laughs>
0: shop dealerships that more people Tend to buy cars from, and like Stu said, the Mitsubishi. Uh, you know, I, know, I'm surprised they're still around. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, we. Uh,
2: they're big in Japan, are they still? Yeah, I saw a lot of
0: Mitsubishi's driving around Japan. They build
2: great fighter planes during World War II. <laughs> they make cool little tiny vans. Like in Japan, they have yeah. all these very small. They're not even minivans. They're just like sub minivans.
5: Yeah, Mitsubishi Fuso is also really big. Worldwide with their box trucks and delivery vans. Oh yeah, they have and a lot they're, of they're, industrial oh, yeah, stuff yeah. too. Yeah, small turbocharged diesels. Yeah. And they make a hell that, of a fighter plane yeah. too. Yeah, well they did. Yeah.
2: Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next. Uh, wow. I've been hearing uh, that used wholesale prices have been going down for a few weeks now, and that's that's that is accurate. Um, if I were to sell my SUV, where would be the best, but also the safest, less likely to be scam place to sell it? Thanks for your help. I'd say CarMax is my, my suggestion.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I think on your side or the volume of people that you can shop uh, is so easy. Now, it used to be, go back 20 years, it was, it was selling a used car, it was just like, you, you knew you are gonna get screwed. You're gonna get taken advantage. Today, you can go to Carvana, uh, carvana.com. You can go to webuyanycar.com. Stu just said, you go to carmax.com. You can do it online. And all these, and there's a, a Vroom, Vroom, V-R-O-O-M, Vroom, of all the crazy names, .com. You go to all these different uh, uh, online, then Google it. Oh, uh, who buys used cars? You'll, you'll, you'll have a hundred of them. So pick the best ones, and we just gave you the best ones. Vroom, we buy any car, Carvana, CarMax, and get four, five, six, seven bids, and sell to the highest bidder. Oh, and I left out the fact. If you're driving a Honda, go to two or three Honda used car lots and get the used car manager to give you a bid. Uh, it is, You're in the best position today to sell your used car and get the top dollar from, for it than we've ever been in our history. And so... Take advantage of that. You be the seller. You take advantage of the other guy instead of being yeah. taken advantage of.
2: The only people who are not getting screwed in this market are people with trade-ins because yeah. they're canceling out the market. Well, hopefully.
0: <laughs> if they're getting a fair value for the trade-in. That's, but you should still do, if you have a trade-in, you should shop your car to find out what you could sell it for if you didn't trade it in. And then you tell the deal that you buy it from, hey, Vroom or CarMax offered me $2,000 more than you you're offering me So I'm going to sell it To CarMax Unless you want to Come up on the price And keep the Selling price Of the new car The same You
2: get to be a dealer Yeah um, We have uh, More anonymous feedback This is good Earl I'm originally from California And I remember Earl Scheib Paint and auto body Commercials With his famous pitch I'm Earl Scheib And I'll paint any car For ninety nine ninety five. Was there ever An Earl Scheib location In South Florida During his heyday
0: I don't think so. He never made it to uh, Florida. I, I heard. I heard was, he was nationwide famous, and everybody heard about. It and everybody copied him. There were a lot of ninety nine ninety five paint jobs, and uh, there might even still be. I mean, you give me a spray can, uh, I'll paint your car for ninety nine ninety
2: five. I mean, I'm real store, I'll paint your car for ninety nine ninety four.
0: I mean, if you see some of these paint jobs, we see them. You know, as being a car dealer, but. Uh, you know you get what you pay for a good paint job wasn't a was a good paint job cost a thousand dollars
5: oh no a lot more than that as a matter of fact I looked into this just recently yeah. to properly the average car to remove any trim yeah, take break it, it down it over properly it really do a proper good high quality paint job you're looking at almost ten thousand dollars mm. at a quality shop wow
2: Maybe maybe back in the seventies, uh, ninety nine ninety five would get you a good paint job. Yeah, back then. Yeah, because they, they didn't have to worry about like the EPA or anything like that. They there was <laughs> they <Yeah>. just <laughs> paint it in the backyard. Yep. All right, I think I'm caught up on the anonymous feedback. Let me check for some new text. Oops, we're all caught up. What you, do, what you
5: got over there, Rick? Uh, we're actually caught up right now.
1: Okay, great. Uh, <clears throat> that number is eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. You can text us at 772-497-6530. You know, something caught my eye. You and I, um, Earl, uh, were looking at the automotive news, and um, do you want to make a mention to uh, page 22, or do you have some some other agenda uh, to share with the audience?
0: Oh, the gender safety gap, yeah. Yeah, we had a call last week from uh, a man, I forgot his name, but uh, he said that that there was a discussion about um, women and uh, not being, uh, being injured at a higher percentage. He said, men have more accidents and we got into a discussion. I'm saying, well, it isn't a question of, maybe the men don't drive as carefully, but given an accident with a man and a woman, uh, the, the woman is more inclined to be injured. And then uh, uh, I was, uh, I'm glad Nancy brought that up because there is a discussion about that and there's not enough data out there. Uh, there there's some fairly reputable scientific research that questions how much more women are injured. So it's not black and white. My my gut tells me, my intuition tells me that it makes sense that if you use male based crash dummies and based your design on a male based crash dummy, then the women would tend to be uh, injured more frequently, but apparently there is some. Um, I'm looking for the page here, yeah, page 22. Yeah. While
1: you're it, looking for that page, you yeah. know, I want to thank Donovan again, who is uh, a regular. Um, he's a, the uh, YouTube guy, and uh, Rick uh, fills us in on what he has to say every week, and uh, he brought to our attention uh, the uh, topic that uh, Earl is talking about.
0: Yeah. I found Did it. Did you find? Okay. I found it, here, here's, a, if you're streaming us, a big article in today's automotive news about the gender gap. And a pretty uh, pretty good discussion. It's not, it's not what I have believed, It's not what others believe. Uh, there's a bill introduced in Congress now. This is interesting. We could take this to beat up the Congress. I always love to beat up congressmen. Uh, but uh, they introduced a bill that said that there has to be Uh, uh, laws making cars safe for women just like they make cars safe for men in accidents. The interesting thing is that there's only 66 congressmen out of 535 members that signed the bill. I thought that was kind of uh, disgusting that that would be the case. Uh, But uh, And and
1: you would think that it would be more because uh, as they stated in the automotive news, 73% of women, 73% of women are likely to get seriously injured, 17% die.
0: Now, uh, the problem is that they haven't gone into enough detail. One of the reasons that I hadn't thought about is that women can be more likely injured is women definitely tend to buy different type of cars than men. If you look at, uh, for example, you know, you, you know the big uh, obnoxious pickup trucks you see on the road are generally uh, driven by by men, and uh, uh, we see women uh, typically in the smaller SUVs and and other type cars. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done on this. Uh, uh, Rick talked earlier in the show about uh, uh, European uh, uh, the uh, Tesla Y that said that, uh, that it was safer for women and for children and for men, the, the uh, Tesla Y model. So that indicates that in Europe they are testing cars for women and for men and so on and so forth. So There's a lot more work that needs to be done. Uh, I don't think that it is the disparity is necessarily the, all the way the car is designed, but also maybe the way of the type of cars that are bought by women or men. So. That, if, uh, I, I tell you to read this, but it's uh, in the in, in the Automotive News, uh, page 22 of this issue, but most people don't have a copy except for car dealers and manufacturers. Um, and uh, I've got, and the person, I wish I could remember the person that called the show last week, uh, I apologize to him because he was on to something that I didn't understand as much and he wasn't totally wrong. I thought he was totally wrong. He's... He's partially right about this. So here's a subject, men versus women, how cars should be tested. This needs a lot more study and and looking into. Okay, where are we? You wanna go to the Mystery Shopping Report? Uh, And and then if we have some text or anonymous feedbacks, we can get them.
2: we do have uh, uh, uh more on earl scheib <laughs> we have a in the 1950s earl scheib advertised painting your car for 29.95 Holy plus Mark. a ten dollar free body and fender work yeah. you know, i was
1: going to add that uh, little tidbit uh, <clears throat> to this whole paint conversation uh, because back in the 70s when i had a car painted i certainly didn't pay Nine ninety nine ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> I paid something like maybe fifty dollars, yeah. and it was a great paint yeah. job.
0: Yeah, thanks, Bob.
1: But that was then, and this is now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh,
0: yeah, we were uh, we were talking in the car as we always do coming to the show, and one of our discussions Nancy and I had was uh, uh, do car dealers, uh, dis- disreputable, uh, treacherous, uh, mean old car dealers, uh, bear all the blame. Uh, for what is happening in the way of exploitation and is selling repairs that don't need to be done, uh, selling cars for ten thousand dollars over sticker. Uh, is it all the bad car dealers? And uh, we, had a, we had a discussion, a dispute, Nancy and I we did. Had, well, I, I don't
1: know. Was it a dispute? I think it was pretty passionate. And I
0: said that uh, I said that I think that at some point consumers do have responsibility. And I, I think that uh, on this show we're preaching to the choir because most of the people listen to the show and call on the show are quite educated. And that's the reason we have the vigilantes. We recruit listeners to the show to help others. There's an element of our population out there, a fairly large element, uh, who lack the sophistication, experience, education to make uh, the right decision when they buy a car. Uh, so... Uh, there's a famous legal expression, caveat emptor, buyer beware, that's accepted in law, that's English law. And we have it in our laws, and most countries have it in their laws. There's a certain amount of responsibility to buyers. You have to, you have to beware. And so that's what this show is all about, trying to help you um, beware of being taken advantage of. But you, you know, let's face it, you walk into a store most salespeople are paid on commission, okay? That's the way you feed your family, that's the way you make your mortgage payment, uh, by selling at a high price to make a high commission. And so when you walk into that store, and you say, I'll take that without any due diligence, without any concern, without any negotiation, or without any shopping and comparing prices, are you responsible? I say yes, to some extent, Uh, I say, for the, for, for the people, uh, maybe, the, maybe the burden lies on the state, lies on with the government. We should have a certain minimum bar of educational requirement. Now we get into a huge discussion about education and blah, blah, blah. But uh, that's what we do on this show. We educate, and we need more vigilantes. If you go to EarlOnCars.com, you can become a vigilante. We'll even give you a hat. And if you have people in your area that need help. They can call you locally if you're in Pennsylvania, if you're in Tennessee, if you're in Florida. Uh, We'll have your name and contact information on EarlOnCars.com. Help the disadvantaged, the people educationally, English language-wise, first-time buyers, the elder, senior population, a lot of people are taken advantage of. That's what we do on the show is try to
1: also that uh, advertisement uh, from the uh, newspaper that we brought in together uh, that's sitting to the right of you. Well, uh, it's uh, really worth reading over and over again, which we don't have time for. uh, But uh, according to uh, that advertisement in the newspaper, I believe it was the Sun Sentinel. Yeah. Okay. You can get yourself. Well. Let's start with the gas for a whole year, free gas. Uh, they'll make all your car payments for another year. Do you get my point? Now we'll go to the mystery shopping report of Hal, Al Henderson Toyota.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, again, I got a compliment, Stu. This was uh, very well written. Uh, Stu is in charge of the uh, mystery shopping report, and uh, he takes the raw data from uh, Agent Lightning and p- puts it into a uh, prose form. him. And uh, he, he, he does a great job. I like he, the- He does
1: a whole lot of, f- gives the, it a lo- whole lot of flair. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> I like the biggest, baddest Toyota dealership in the world is Longo Toyota near Los Angeles, California. And I, I, had, I have to, uh, I, I still love the pros, the biggest, baddest. Actually, Longo Toyota happens to be one of the more- uh, Like a nicer. Yeah, I mean they're 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 highly ethical, yeah. and they're in and they run a. I, I shouldn't
2: use badass. I meant like yeah, yeah. it's like bad is good like
0: you know. And, and again, I digress because of my age. Longo Toyota used to be owned by an alleged mafia member, and his name was Dominic Longo, who was alleged to be uh, a made member of the mafia and uh it was really a kind of a scandalous thing allegedly Uh, and it's no longer they've since sold out and uh in the in the current uh they kept the name i thought interesting uh but the 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 longo toyota if you live out in the los angeles area uh if you want to buy a car really really inexpensively and get treated right you go into longo toyota they're huge number one al hendrickson uh is very close i didn't realize this but they're Stu said they're within 86 cars. Uh, last year. Oh, last year yeah, they were. Last yeah. year, Hollywood
2: yeah. beat yeah. Um, Al Henderson by Everybody by
0: wants to beat Longo. They're the, they're the big one. But if you live in, on, uh, in California, Longo, you can't go wrong there. Best price. Um, even during the craziness of the pandemic and the upside down world that followed, Longo maintained its lead over all other Toyota dealerships by a sizable margin. Now they are consistently over a thousand cars a month. I mean, they sell like twelve fourteen thousand new toyotas a year. The number two volume Toyota dealership in the world used to be Hollywood Toyota, and that was the advertisement that Nancy was alluding to earlier. We have a typical Hollywood Toyota ad which is just crazy. Uh, You buy a car from us, we'll we'll buy your gas. I mean, it's just uh, crazy kind of stuff. But they are no longer. Al Hendrickson is kind of kicking them out. And uh, uh, in 2021, uh, Al lost to Hollywood by just 89 cars. Now, uh, are they ahead this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and ultimately, and this is a... I mean, they're,
2: they, they're currently the number two Toyota dealer in the world. They have to make it to the end of the year, but they got yeah. a big lead.
0: Yeah. And now, Al Hendrickson Jr., and uh, we heard this from some very reliable sources, promised his mother. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. That he would be the number one Toyota dealership in, in the, the world, world one yeah. day. And so I believe they're going to make it. I believe they're going to make it. They'll do almost anything to sell a Toyota. So, uh,. Where am I? I keep uh, digressing and losing my uh, place. Uh, made uh, L. Okay, uh, Alex. That had to hurt. 2020 was a transitional year for car The first half of the year, they were giving cars away. This is beautiful. It's true. The first half of 2021, it was doggy uh, dog selling cars below your cost, actually losing money uh, on cars. Anything to get volume. And then, here we are a half year, just a short time later, they're selling the same dealership selling cars for thousands of dollars over MSRP. A caller saw $10,000 over on an Audi, at Brayman Audi. So this year, seemingly following the mantra, by any means necessary, Al Hendrickson finally took the lead. So there are about 800 sales so far, about 800 sales so far ahead, or is that what it is? Oh Oh, wow, Uh, ahead of Hollywood. This has been done with a combination of new vehicle allocation trickery, and we won't get into that with a lot of detail, but the dealers not only know how to take advantage of you, they know how to take advantage of the manufacturer by lying and cheating to get more cars, which is where you make more money, because you have more cars when it's a seller's market. So it's a, it's a very interesting world, a crazy world out there. Uh, bait and switch, high pressure, etc., these guys uh, are the king of the junk fees. Some of the biggest we ever saw were at Al Henderson and Toyota. Okay, here we go. I say all this because when Stu and Agent Lining were discussing a target dealership for a new Costco-style mystery shop, I suggested, now I'm being Earl Stewart, I suggested Al Hendricks and Toyota. Stu's response was, oh, God. And uh, it's uh, scary to go in there. We actually had a mystery shopper that almost came to uh, blows with the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or was that a, was that the same dealership?
2: I don't know if it was the same dealership. I yeah. thought you were going to say almost lost their life. <laughs> yeah, Scott Cadmus, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, that was that was at Palm Beach Toyota.
0: Palm Beach Toyota, yeah, yeah. He, So our, our, our underco- undercover shoppers have really had some uh, very dangerous confrontations in the past. Yeah. Uh, I used a Miami zip code. This is Agent Lightning speaking. I'm in the first person as so if I were Agent Lightning. I used a Miami zip code on CostcoAuto.com, and I said earlier, this is the way to buy a car if you carefully follow the rules. They, she had to, I had to, to get the system to show me a participating Costco auto dealership further south from here. Now, my dealership, Earl Stewart Toyota, is the only Costco uh, dealer in South Florida, other than apparently uh, Al Hendrickson. So Not sure, yeah. I haven't checked, but that's what these lightning shows. I thought said. Delray was, but apparently the Delray wasn't coming up. So. Yeah, they weren't coming up anyway. Uh, Al Henderson Toyota came up on a search for a new 2022 Toyota Camry XSE with an MSRP of thirty-six thousand two hundred and forty-nine dollars. Now, last week, when we shopped Schumacher Volkswagen, um, they popped up, and uh, uh, I was appraised, and Stu and stu- learned that the Costco has to sell a car for no more than three hundred fifty dollars off of MSRP. So that is one of the reasons that the Costco dealers are dropping like flies. Nobody wants to sell the car yeah. uh, below IBISRP. And you'll see the the uh, irony there later on this the shopping report. So Agent Lightning, I exchanged emails with Al and Toyota and began receiving texts and phone calls from Francisco, uh, the Costco rep, presumably the salesperson. Francisco said he'd been assigned to help me and he told me to ask for him when I arrived. I asked him if, I was, if he was a trained Costco representative, and he said he was. And that's one of the rules. And if you're going to do a little Costco purchase, Costco member purchase, be sure you deal with the Costco membership and member. And that member dealer's name is on the website when you put in your zip code or you want to buy whatever make, they'll tell you where the dealer is and they'll tell you the name of the salesperson, the approved Costco person you should deal with. Only deal with him. I Ubered, in quotation marks, I really had my husband drive me to Al Al Hendrickson Toyota and met Francisco at the front door. He led me inside to an office back in the corner and Francisco Francisco explained at length about how great the Costco program was and it is. But it's also very complicated, and it shouldn't be, but it is. He said he was so glad I was going through Costco because that meant I was going to save a lot of money today. That is true. I asked if he had Camrys in stock and he assured me that he did. He asked what trim level I preferred and I replied that I was not familiar with the different trims. Francisco suggested we walk outside and see the cars. I picked out a new black Camry XSE and we took it for a test drive. We talked about Toyotas, and I told him I'd always been interested in hybrids, but never seriously considered one. Francisco said that he had a black Camry hybrid in stock. Now, it's unusual that he would have that type of car, but remember, we're talking about now, the second, Yeah,
2: we're talking about Al Hendricks and Toyota. They're, Hendricks, they're, yeah. they're keeping some cars for the- You' yeah, got, got
0: a lot of go. cars. Yeah. Uh, my, excitement, uh, my excitement was doused, though, when he said hybrids were ex- excluded from the Costco program. So, there you are. Even Al Hendrickson excludes some cars from the Costco program. Uh, that camera handle would be sold with a full market adjustment tacked on. And that full market adjustment is a doozy. We decided to stick with a non-hybrid. Of course. <laughs> of course. The MSRP was the same as I'd seen in the Costco inquiry, $36,249. There was an addendum for about $6,500 <laughs> right next to the Monroney label. So that that's there for the non-Cos, non-Costco members and they don't know any different. We went back to the desk and Francisco left to go upstairs to get the numbers from Alberto, his online person. In a few minutes, Francisco and Alberto came back with a Costco member only price sheet. Now remember those words? We talked about it last week with uh, Schumacher Volkswagen you always get the Costco member-only price sheet. It'll be right there on the top, Costco member-only price sheet. See that, be sure it's not a forgery. <laughs> be sure it is that, and then read it carefully. You have to read the smaller print yeah. as well as the larger print.
2: Yeah, if it says CatCo member-only price sheet, you
0: yeah. run. The Costco member-only price sheet was $35,707 which was $541.68 below MSRP. Now you say, wow, how about that? But that's a Costco member only big print price. Costco, and we don't, Nancy and I talked about this in the car on the way coming in. Costco member only, only require that they put their extra charges on the Costco member pricing They don't have to deduct it it from the Costco member-only price. Now, that's just stupid. The Costco member-only price, just like the advertised price, should have the -the out-the-door price. But Costco member-only price membership rules don't require that. So if you look at the Costco member-only price sheet, you'll see the price for $35,707, and then you will see this in smaller print the disclosure indicated they'd be adding $895 DOC fee, $559.55 electronic, electronic registration filing fee, and $144.45 TAG agency fee. So there you have $1,057 added to the $35,707 MSRP, which was $541 below MSRP, so here you have a wash of a five hundred odd dollars over MSRP, which is still not a bad deal.
2: Not a thousand. No, th- no there are a thousand over MSRP. Yeah. I, that's
5: what she. That yeah. was the yeah. price, <laughs>
2: which is better than yeah. than yeah. the rest of the market. Yeah. But it's still
5: yeah. And you still got to add tax on top of that.
2: hmm And a tax fee. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Now,
0: the arithmetic here: if if we're if the thirty-five seven zero seven is five forty one below, and you add back of, uh, oh, okay, yeah, I see. You add back, if you add all that up, you'd yeah, got Yeah, you it. add back about 15, yeah, 15 bucks. Yeah, 15, yeah. Then you're 1,057 over a Messr. okay. Yeah. Okay, so there we are. I asked for a buyer's order that broke down all the pricing information with an out the door price. He said I could only get the out the door price by adding all the fees and sales tax, then I asked for my driver's license so I could get me into finance. They wanted to get you into finance. You regular listeners know that. That's the box we call it. That's where they really get you. That's where they make, they used to make more money than they do selling you the car. Today, they just make a couple thousand dollars in in addition to what they sell you the car for. Francesco and Alberto refused to provide anything else. They wouldn't give me a piece of paper with an out-the-door price. They said I would get that in in the box in the finance office. I changed the subject so brought up a promotion of theirs I'd seen online, and Nancy talked about this earlier. this ad that I held up the uh, paper for—they uh, were advertising uh, free tan- free gas.
2: <laughs> I guess I guess when I guess the Hollywood start, or I guess they're like a gas uh, war. there. Hollywood, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, free and, gas for a year.
0: A free gas for a year. I mean, it just uh, I, uh, the, if you believe that, I don't mean. Well, he 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 addressed it.
2: He said yeah. he wouldn't qualify because he wouldn't qualify. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I asked for an explanation for the dock fee and this is a doozy Albert explained there was a dealership he used to pay the lot attendants and and detailers Uh, that's totally untrue and uh, it's just shooting from the hip by a car salesman and you get a lot of that and uh, that's the end of the shopping report I have copies of the addendum label and, and the rest of it the most important thing I'll hold this up for the camera is I did last week with Uh, Schumacher Volkswagen Uh, This this is the Costco member only price sheet If you are a Costco member And you do use this program You must see this And then you must look for the small print And I circled down here I got my finger Pointing to it This is where they add the over $1,000 In additional fees And uh, to the price So the Costco member only price on the Costco member-only price sheet has the, the fact that the Costco member price is not really the out-the-door price.
2: They could have taken one little extra step and done some arithmetic yeah. for the customers.
0: And, I, and again, I'll, I'll digress a little more because we do have the time. And I'm talking now to Alliance. Alliance is the company that Costco subs their member-only um, uh, buying program to. I say to Alliance, but I say more to Costco. If you really want to be Costco, true blue Costco, then make the Costco member-only price the out-the-door price. Don't allow them to use a Costco member-only price sheet as a dupe to the customer, because they're they're it's, not going to look at this It's line, like a worksheet. Right? It's yeah. like
2: a typical sales they're, worksheet.
0: They're, they're going to look, what are they going to look? They're going to look at the Costco member price there. They're not going to look down here. So why do you allow that? You're allowing that because you don't I think to Costco You don't know what's happening Alliance allows that Because they get paid for every sale And this way the dealers can Screw you more often By popping in enough Add on fees Hidden fees To negate the really really good Costco price So uh, This is uh, my attack on Alliance I'll probably live to regret it because last time we attacked Alliance, we, they had were gonna, a, we had a few meetings. They were going to cancel us as a Costco dealer. So um, I dare you. <laughs> All right. I dare you. Uh, but we need to get Costco in line with Alliance, and we need to clean up the program by the letter of the law. I guess it's legal. But to me, it's not fair to the customer. So there we are Al Hendrix and Toyota, yeah. Costco member program. Time for the votes.
2: Right. They're coming in. Jonathan in Wellington says, you're either a Costco member or you're not. Exclusions are BS. Costco needs to yank this dealership now from the program. Excessive fees are ridiculous. Hendricks and Toyota will never get a dime from me. Give them an F for fraudulent fees. And we have from Mark a big no, a C. And uh, I'm more inclined to go closer to what I went last week with Schumacher with the Costco program. Um, it was seems to be the way that the dealers are doing it out there I mean they're getting a, a price it's coming in below MSRP the the junk fees are taking them above it um, so I'm going to give them a C minus and uh, by the way Bob came in D for deceptive pricing
0: yeah I you know I I see your logic there and the reason Stu looks at it that way is that we've se- we've seen Costco dealers that even though we don't like to fine print disclosure of the extra fees Uh, They don't add all the extra fees and the ones that are on the Costco member price sheet, right. they have other fees besides what,
2: that. What, what concerns me with a, with a Costco um, experience or Costco mystery shop is if you go in there with a Costco, you expect to see a Costco person, then you're just put into the machine and you go back in the normal back and forth. Hmm. That's, the, that's the cardinal sin that would happen yes. on a mystery shop. Yeah. In this case, even though there were yeah. fees, they presented a, a – they followed the program. They showed them the Costco price yeah. sheet. Yeah. They asked for her card. They gave her the price and the price – well we she didn't go in the finance so we don't know what would have happened then but up until that point everything was kind of by the book yeah kind of it wasn't perfect
5: you're right well i've got kirk in west by god virginia says costco member only price turns out to funny games to shift to the box just what Stu said Mm -hmm. the not so costco price earns a solid d mark anderson and mark from st louis A D, and Tim Gilliland C minus, Joseph Kelleher F for fees, Brian Sedlatko. Believe it or not, I'm giving him a solid B. I guess he was a little more impressed. Yeah, there was Uh, nothing nothing crazy happened. Yeah, I mean they 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 went a little little overboard with it, but uh, I think I'm going to agree with Stu. I'm going to go with the the nice average with a C and say you you'll just you got to keep your eyes open keep your wits about you mm-hmm. and good luck folks and yeah, by the I, way that uh costco membership card if you buy your fuel at costco quite often it'll pay for that membership over the course of a year totally just buying that? gas there yeah,
1: yeah. that's yeah. the truth
0: good morning. Definitely. yeah and, and again I'll, I'll say this uh that the costco member program if you if you're smart and you go by the letter of the program you will save money so we're not we're not beating them up yet we're just saying that they need to modify it for the average buyer
1: definitely um for uh this Mr. show report let to give them a d and uh folks just because you hold that uh, costco card in your hand uh, you you really have to educate yourself you really have to be alert uh you got to watch your back uh the whole nine yards uh there's a lot of uh I's to be dotted, T's to be crossed, and uh, there's a whole lot of people involved here. And for that, uh, the communication, uh, the whole thing, it can just be lost in translation, like I said earlier. So, again, I give the mystery shop a D.
5: And I've got uh, Rocky Blockatiel came in with a solid C. Yeah, we're on the curve. A lot
0: of people don't know, know, regular listeners know this, but we grade on the curve, meaning... The 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 best dealer really gets an A, and the and the worst dealer gets an F, but that doesn't mean the best dealer is playing by the rules, and we don't think virtually no dealer really is by the rules. Virtually, there are some very few, and uh, therefore you know we dealers do things we don't like, and we give them a C or a B, uh, even an A. We give some A's out where everybody can improve, and. Uh, that's the reason we uh, sometimes don't fail people that you think we should fail.
1: Yeah, continuous improvement, Kaizen. Um, I'm, I'm going
0: to go with C-, C-, on, uh, C-. on the, um, I said Okay, C-. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh,
1: thank you so much for joining us today. We definitely enjoy your company. Look forward to seeing you, talking with you next week, right here on the Oldies Channel, 8 a.m. to 10. Go Steelers. <laughs>